0: What's more incomprehensible, the plot, RDJ's Welsh-ish accent, or his assortment of very large hats? Welcome to episode 41 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Doolittle. <laughs>
1: Reminds me a lot. There, uh, the whole thing of fruit stripe gum. Hmm. Oh yeah. The packaging is very fruit stripe gum. Which now was you... like a little late for our time, and as far as gum novelties went, I think it, I feel like it came in like '94. You know, and it's I was too like, late. I'm like, I'm interested, I... but I'm not a child, but I am still kind of interested in this.
0: But also, like, I already know I like bubbleicious. Yeah. For novelty, so why deviate?
1: Well, it did have a colorful zebra. <laughs> Trigger. As I recall.
0: I'm feeling like a lot of animal anger right now because of this what? film.
1: Oh,
2: as in you don't like animals?
0: Just it made for you now. Hate animals? I just for now. This movie is really bad.
2: This movie had the, is like the exact opposite of like the Planet Earth series. It had the exact <laughs> opposite. <of that> movie. <laughs> you know how those those movies like, you know, you watch those you're like, "Oh my god, they're so beautiful." Like polar bears are a miracle. Uh, but this, you no. Know, I hate animals.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I also uh, hate Robert Downey Jr. now. It'll pass, Yeah, but it's yeah, there. And I feel I've like... I've had enough. It's a movie for children, and that's fine. So everything slants like very juvenile. And like, I can roll with that, but it's so dumb and so crass and so toilet humor, and he doesn't react like it's a kid's movie. He's so morose. So it's very off-putting. And then oh. also, I read that they had to reshoot, like, a third of it months later because the story was focus grouping badly. And uh, that shows.
1: This looks very bad. Yeah. stuff a, like a very, stuff was, very bad It's movie. so bad.
0: A Bunch of Stuff was cut from the original storyline and padded with this new reshoot stuff, and it lost all its, like, linear sensibility. Like, people just disappear. Like, it. it it's nonsense. It's not just bad. Like, it's just doesn't go together. It's not it's a complete yeah. film.
3: Um, it got okay. lost.
2: Got yeah. lost along the Hollywood track somewhere. Yeah. In the in the churn. I'm S- noting that uh Stephen Gagan is the writer and director of this and he
0: Yeah, that's right. He, he was didn't a, he didn't do the reshoots though. He had to be saved ish. Uh,
2: he seems like he had a moment there obviously in the two thousands, like he wrote Traffic and he made Syriana. and he was like hot shit. He was like he was like a hailed as like one of like Hollywood's great writer geniuses for yeah. like a minute.
0: It's very strange that they did this. And I also was reading cause he had no experience with heavy visual effects, which this is all because it's just <laughs> Robert and e. junior and CGI animals. And he mm-hmm. fired the pre the pre pro VFX team in a rage because he didn't, <laughs> He didn't think they needed them. He's like, we'll just do it on the day. And they're like, no, that's kind of not how this works. You have to prep. Do what on what day? Like, (laughs) have all the VFX prepared for on the day. And they're like, no, "No, you have to, like, orient everything and, like, map it out. And, like, there's a whole process. And he didn't care. And then apparently on the days, he was just screaming, like, I can't see the duck or whatever. And they're like, yeah, because we haven't haven't built it yet. You have to just, like, (laughs) foresee where it'll be.
2: that's amazing Um, i'm imagining like he didn't know how movies work he's like where's the dragon there's supposed to be a dragon here where is he get him out of the trailer and they were like oh dude no we we programmed that later in a computer
1: um this might be a stupid question the dr doolittle or doolittle story is that like a story that comes from a book or something like that like
0: I believe it does. I'm very unfamiliar with the Doolittle lore. I haven't even seen the ah, Eddie Murphy Doolittle. The
1: Voyages of Doctor Doolittle. Hold on, Hugh yep. Lofting. Yeah. 1922. Oh, I see. There's. All right. So these are books that were written by some Brit in the 20s.
2: Yeah, I read and a few And
1: he, he what? He helps animals, kind of like.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. He can talk, to them. He can he can can
1: talk them. to them. That's
2: okay. the thing. The thing is, he can speak with them. Okay.
0: They failed big time, but I got home on I guess it was last Saturday and I knew I wanted to see Bad Boys, but the time there was like big gap between when I got home and the next one and it perfectly fit in where I could shove Doolittle in as a double bill. So that's how this shove happened. It in. Yeah, I shoved in Doolittle <laughs> before my you planned for bad boys.
2: <laughs> that's the other tagline for this movie. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle, I hate animals now. Shove
0: it in. <laughs>
1: No, the tagline is shove it in. I Hate Animals Now is the blurb Ruby. from Samantha Herman. That's her review.
0: <laughs> that I didn't even hate the movie. I was just like so comfortable in my recliner. I was like, I don't know what's happening at all. And I didn't know we were going to do the episode, so I was just lost at sea. And then uh. I, I moved the car I went right back in for uh, Bad Boys because I need to get my three hours validation twice over. You get it. Um, yep. and... Samantha
1: Herman is living her best life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's artistry. And uh, Bad Boys 3 was deeply compelling i
2: gotta get i gotta get out there and see it
0: it's like weirdly mature <laughs> Interesting. they like are facing you... an existential like aging what is it to be a bad boy kind of philosophy and the differences between them
2: that's that's exciting i'm interested in that what was the impact or was it felt how much was the impact of no bay no, Bayham felt.
0: Well, first of all, there's a cameo of Bay, which I, used I thought to was a it. great touch. It's a so great so touch. He chose nice.
2: not to direct. He didn't yeah. direct. Instead, he made that six underground thing on Netflix, which
1: I don't was... even know what that is.
2: <laughs> it's got great Bayham. A series. Now it's a movie. During Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Anyway. Nah. I don't, as far I'm, as like, I'm, how, I'm
0: not interested. How it is as a movie? The impact yeah. of No Bayham was. Uh, Striking,
2: yeah. I, I felt like it was noticeable from the trailer. Like I was like, I was like, "There's not enough magic hour. There's not enough slow mo shots for looking up, up at them while the camera spins around them fifty times and they just stand in a street corner like looking <laughs> <Yeah>. odd. <laughs>
0: yeah. None of that. Yeah, like, they like, just stand out of street corner of in front not... of their
1: car well Will Smith's open Hawaiian shirt flaps yeah. in the breeze over top of his white, <laughs> beautiful white." wife beater that he's wearing exactly yeah none of that not like
0: two second frame he adjusts
1: his sunglasses (laughs) martin lawrence adjusts to the gun in the waistline of his pants all of this and that it's it's just on that for like eight full seconds
2: (laughs) yeah cut to asses panning left to right
1: yeah cut to asses cut to more asses cut to cocaina
2: (laughs) cut to a minority who's and and we're good
0: Yeah, it's a different kind of film. It's a different boy. They're, I think they're, they've become men. It's a different boy. They've become men.
1: Bad Boys 3, it. they become men. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, men.
0: <laughs> Bad men. They should call the next one Bad Men. Oh,
2: man.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, here's a segue. How do you guys feel about the movie Dr. Dolittle starring Eddie Murphy? Never seen <laughs> 1998. it. 1998. Never seen wow. it. Wow.
0: I've never wow. doolittle in any form. Up until this film,
1: you've never Doolittle. Uh, I see no no literature of the Doolittle sort, no film. I'm sure there's previous Doolittle. Yeah, films. there's a Rex
0: Harrison version. Never seen it.
2: Yep. And this Doolittle, the Eddie Murphy Doolittle, was a fucking franchise. Eh? I, know, like, I There know. was a two, then there was a three, but it starred a, a girl. There's really? like been straight to video ones,
0: and somehow Doctor Doolittle
2: all... Tale to the Chief. She's in the White House and with the president?
0: That's a fun title.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, so Eddie really did he did a lot of this. This this happened already. Now, the, in that film, he was just like a doctor. He was like a vet and it he didn't go on I don't think like fantastic voyages to like magical lands. I th- I think it was much more like of a of like a real world setting.
3: Hmm.
2: And the comedy was just more like that the animals were saying dirty things or whatever. Or naughty things.
0: <laughs> That's a bit of fun.
2: That's <laughs> a bit of fun.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that to cleanse this Doolittle from my palate.
2: Yeah. You should. Um, it has to be better, it sounds like.
0: This Doolittle is crazy. And so I did put together all my notes this morning. I feel pretty good about, like, the core plot of it as far as the movie has one. But where I left out details because it was so stupid or a lot of the like animal hijinks cuz there's so many and they all have like their one little quirk but it it, it was so poorly done that I I'm not going to have a lot there forgive me can i
1: can i just tell you that i ended up in a little small rabbit hole just now looking at the Doolittle sequels, because we yeah. were just saying there's, there's a so lot. many of them. Um, the last one is called Dr. Doolittle Million Dollar Mutts. <laughs> uh, that's Dr. Doolittle 5, and it's a 2009 release starring Kyla that. Pratt and Norm MacDonald. Um, other people who appear in this film include Judge Reinhold, I'm in. um, uh, Norm MacDonald, uh, Polly Shore does the cat's voice, and Steven oh. Root and Greg Proops. I'm watching that
0: movie. Okay, I just got to get into this movie because I I hate it so much that I just want to start.
2: Who's Tommy Stubbins? No, I'm sorry. Please.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, we'll get right to Tommy, sort of. Okay, so... uh, Who's Tommy Stubbins? (laughs) He's a young lad in this film. So the narrator is Emma Thompson, who voices a parrot who's been the longest term animal companion of Doolittle, so she knows him the longest and the best.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, a uh...
0: Parrot. Yeah. So she speaks in voice over that Doolittle used to be a great doctor in England, and like, known across the land, and rumored to be able to talk to animals, but he was a human doctor, a doctor for humans. But then okay. when his, li- his wife Lily died seven years ago in a shipwreck, he became a recluse. And ah. he closed her animal sanctuary... He closed their hospital sanctuary thing, and now it's only for animals, and the sign is like, if you can, like, hoof your way... I don't know, like, stupid animal joke, but, like, no people allowed, basically. No, Got can it. you so... <laughs>
1: continue that uh, tagline, please? If you can hoof your way no, in the door? No, like, or... like, <laughs> cr- like only.
0: crawls, crawlins welcome, that kind of thing. Like, stupid puns ah, on, like, doctor's office one. words.
2: That's a good one. Crawlins welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: Yeah, its a film it 's a witty film
2: <laughs> you 're clearly inspired <laughs> uh, and what time period are we in? Is this victorian England?
0: so great era? question. You... It really doesn 't cement that other than Queen Victoria is in it as a character. I think it's a queen, but okay. i don 't know if it's supposed to be like a real like really her or just a female. Leader of England of uh, fictional variety, but let's just say it's supposed to be a young Queen Victoria, so that time period, yeah. 1850s, something like that. All
1: right, 1850s, and RDJ, yeah, is so he's an animal man.
2: He's he he's turned his. He owns a building or something. He owns a facility and he's turned it into animals only. Crawlins welcome.
0: Yeah, he doesn't even own it. We'll get to that, but okay, because uh, that's hope part you're of in this. The door. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> Let's they, hope it. they're not crawled in by their human companions. They take themselves there for treatment.
1: So a horse just walks down the street yeah. to his his practice. Yeah, just that's awesome. Rings the doorbell or <laughs> headbutts the door open or yeah. whatever.
0: Yep. And he also has, uh, well, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but some of his animal companions serve as his nurses.
1: Yeah. Okay. So his full um, administrative staff and uh, nursing staff is of the animal variety?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: He he doesn't have anyone at reception? It's like a parrot or something?
0: Yes. Okay. And they have, they wield medical tools and paperwork and all sorts of humanoid Does he have Uh, an animal
1: wife of any sort?
0: (laughs) No, the human wife is dead and he has not taken on a new lover.
1: He has not. I mean, all signs point to animal, right? It's just a question (laughs) of which kind. Absolutely. Did he have any romantic vibes with any of the animals?
0: Uh, Any sizzle? Kind of, later, yeah. Like a squirrel or something? It's a dragon.
1: (laughs) It's It's a dragon. (laughs) That's a sexy animal. I said squirrel. I was going the other way.
2: I'm going to throw out that I don't know if he feels the same way about her, but I think Emma Thompson might take her shot now that he's single. <laughs> and time, is, time has passed. I think Emma might, I think the, the parrot might go for it.
0: I think she'd be into it, yeah.
2: She'd um, be really into
1: like phone sex because she's good with voice. Work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you called this phone sex line and it was a fucking parrot?
1: <laughs> That's a fucking great concept. <laughs> I know we just came up with that, but that's a great concept and we I should know. turn that into something. I know. It is. <laughs> it just picks up things from one call and then repeats them back to other calls.
2: And that's it would also so be really funny. funny if, like, at first, you know, the guy's like, what the hell? It's a fucking parent? <laughs> this is ridiculous. But the longer it goes, it starts to turn them on. And, like, it yeah. gets to it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the skit.
1: That's a really good... Yeah, that's They're really like, good.
0: Polly wants your cracker.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Oh, fuck, that's funny. you cut two are full of parrots. They're all working sex lines. Um, they all have headsets on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a pair with a headset on is really funny.
0: So Okay,
2: one more important question. What are we doing with the animal mouths? I, this is a point of concern for me. That what, is an important question. They kind are of they move. Animals?
0: It's just like rudimentary animation.
2: Okay, Like so a a shittier version of what disney does with like the lion king and the jungle book
0: way crappier they look way less lifelike which i think actually worked to its benefit
2: yeah
0: um but Interesting. yeah just like basic Got animation mix like roger robert style mixed with team okay league.
2: but that means that because he i always thought dr Doolittle could effectively just hear their thoughts like if they're actually moving their mouths, what does somebody else who doesn't have Doolittle powers see? Do they see an animal move in its mouth?
0: Maybe I don't. He definitely German's doesn't like, hear the them questions. speaking like English words with their mouth doing it. He like interprets.
1: Got it. It's his projection. Onto yeah. but then when
0: they talk yep. to each other, they do speak in human words. Animal to animal. There's a lot going on.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is going to uh, this is going to get specific.
0: Yeah, but the other humans, what they see is they see just like an animal doing what an animal would normally do, and they see Robert D. Jr. like contemplating and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it looks like they're just like growling or doing what they would normally do.
2: Okay, and I and then I, at times, obviously, I could, as Chris said, sometimes what we are seeing must be in some ways a projection of Doolittle's mind.
0: Yes. I'm I sure it'll all so. be very
2: clear. I'm sure this is all going to get super clear.
0: <laughs> nope. Okay, so then we meet Tommy Stubbins, a young boy out hunting with his dad and his brother, hunting for the first time. They're pros and make their living from it, and so they're trying to train him in the family practice, but he's a pacifist, doesn't want to do it, but he reluctantly, after being ordered by the dad, shoots into the trees and wounds a squirrel, and it falls out of the tree and isn't dead yet. And the dad's like, just put it out of its misery, and him and the brother walk off. But... Tommy is a bit of a pansy and he doesn't can't bring himself to go through with it. So he goes running through the woods with the wounded squirrel and finds himself at Doolittle's sanctuary and all the animals react to like, Oh, what's that smell? We haven't had that in seven years. And it's like, they can sense that there's a human in the vicinity and there hasn't been in all that time.
1: There hasn't been a human in the vicinity
2: in seven years <laughs> yeah. of where he lives.
0: Yeah. He lives in the city, uh, doesn't he? He lives out in the woods.
2: Oh, okay. And, okay, well, aside from Doolittle, he's a human, but I guess his smell.
0: Yeah, fresh human.
2: Yeah. Mm. Fresh human.
0: Yeah, Mm. so Doolittle's in the midst of a surgery on an animal patient helped by his animal nurses when Tommy storms in and begs him to help the squirrel, which he doesn't want to do, but, you know, he's a man of science and Hippocratic Oath and all, so he starts servicing the squirrel, and he can, like, Listen to it. He's like, okay, you're going to be okay. What's wrong? And then he does mouth to mouth on the squirrel, and it was gross.
2: Why
1: didn't I say something about a romantic relationship with the squirrel? Because this <laughs> yeah. would be the right time to have that start going very, very clearly down that road.
2: <laughs> Highly unethical, but
3: very yeah.
1: sexy. Mouth <laughs> to <very>. mouth, <laughs> it gets sexy real fast. Two minutes in, mouth to mouth with a squirrel—an
0: unconscious <laughs> squirrel, sort of. Yeah,
2: uh, oh, man, she likes it. <laughs> 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 <Ugh>. Sorry, <laughs> why did? Uh, why Don't did ask me do why little... he went
0: there. Oh, yeah, no.
2: Why did Doolittle refuse to, to do the treatment at first? Why was he like, I cannot he, service he this want, squirrel? Uh,
0: he didn't want a human on the premises.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: He wasn't like, anti-squirrel, cool. he
0: was anti-human.
1: So he has something against that people?
0: He's yeah. like gone crazy, like can't face them. He's totally withdrawn from the human world. Oh, and part of it Emma Thompson tells us is that and this makes no sense cuz he loves his animals too. Was like, if I get too close to a human and something happens to them, like it happened to his wife, that's too sad. So I only like animals because I can like them less, I guess, or like not care if they die. It was a very strange analogy.
2: That's okay. Losing your wife is very hard. That's a very sad thing that happened to him. But you... this is a, not an appropriate reaction to, to that sad event. No, you can't he's gone mad right off the idea of humanity. Okay, so so, so he saves
1: this squirrel with mouth to mouth and such and CPR, squirrel CPR. <laughs> yep. No sexy stuff happens. None. But, no ethical.
0: And Tommy Stuffins like, is completely kind of a, unfazed what... by his skill.
2: Okay. He's, he thinks it's normal or he, there's nothing he, impressive going on.
0: Yeah, like he knows it's not normal, but he's not particularly surprised, intrigued. He's like, oh, yeah, you, cool. You can talk to is animals. He... He's like a little bit into it because he likes animals too, um, but it's not shocking.
2: Is he struck by the fact that Doolittle has a, like, a, like a,
0: a, moose nurse
2: or whatever? He's like, oh my god, your nurse is a moose.
0: <laughs> no, and he's not. Shit. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. You have a moose in scrubs in your in your parlor, sir. Yeah.
2: Sir, <laughs> is that moose helping you perform surgery right now? Is that what is that? That's what it looks like. Is that what's going on in here? Good sirrah. I'm Tommy Stubbins.
1: This is the first time we meet Dr. John Doolittle.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, what, uh, what, do we, what do we experience of his demeanor, of his, uh, of his personality?
0: Well, first of all, he's speaking in a really weird, borderline, unintelligible Welsh accent. So it was hard to penetrate just off the mm-hmm. bat. He's manic. He's moody. He's kind of mean to the kid, like very dismissive. He has no joy in this entire movie, though it is a kid's movie. And he wears, as Jeremy said, big hats.
2: (laughs) Of course he
1: wears big hats.
2: Yeah, the hats were noticeable.
1: Oh, man. I feel like that's a little bit of a Travolta thing where it's like they cast Downey Jr., RDJ, for this movie. And he was like, sure, I'm totally in. Only one thing. I'm bringing my own hats. And they're going to be big. I'm going to be a big hats guy. Because I am a big hats guy. Because I don't do drugs anymore, so I need to do something with all of this
2: energy.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that plays, that that tracks.
2: I have a hat guy, whatever. of it. <laughs> I think, I, Chris, I think you're absolutely 100% right, but I will also add, I believe in the original books that the Doolittle character was noted for having big hats.
0: Well, then he gets a second human visitor in short order. Tommy is still there. It's another young girl. Uh, Tommy's contemporary, Lady Rose, who's been sent from Buckingham Palace by an ailing young teen Queen Victoria and has demanded that Doolittle come check on her with his uh. medical services because he's still known as a gifted human doctor. He doesn't so want to no go No one has first. been there
1: in seven years, and all of a sudden, two <laughs> people show up within five minutes.
0: <laughs> yep, and he sells his reputation as being like the doctor. Like, you've got to get RDJ, you've got to get Doolittle.
1: Oh, he has a good reputation as a regular doctor.
0: Yes, he did previous to he's, the yeah.
2: like a
1: surgeon. Oh
0: yeah, just just, just a medical purpose. mind. Yeah,
2: House. He's like House exactly. Well, uh, and I guess I'll buy that the Queen knew where he was. Like, even if he's like reclusive, the Queen's going to be able to like.
0: Well, she she does, says, she...
2: "Get me Doolittle," then. You know, and the reason gotten.
0: why she knows even more specifically, so he doesn't want to go and the girl's like, are you saying you're going to do surgery and that girl more or before you come to help the Queen of England? He's like, yeah, he got like, I'm in the midst of this. This is my patient. Then she reminds him that the Queen is the holder of the deed on the property. Uh. And that if she dies, that might get taken from him and he would lose the sanctuary, which seems like not exactly fair or accurate, but that motivates him to go. So he goes to Buckingham Palace with all the animals, and
2: because oh. <laughs> there is medical team
0: and friends, I guess. Like there's no question friends. about it. They just all go, all burst into the How? queen's private.
1: How do they all go?
0: Yeah. Uh, some just go on their own accord. He rides an ostrich himself at one point. Uh... Oh my god! What?
1: <laughs> he doesn't take the train. He rides an ostrich.
0: Multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Okay. Uh how many, how how many far
2: animals? does he to, how many <laughs> guys how many is he rolling with?
0: I have fifteen at least.
1: What's the smallest animal that he's rolling with and what's the biggest animal that he's well, rolling he's with?
0: Well he's got the squirrel, so that's the smallest. And maybe uh-huh. second smallest. It brings the squirrel, and the biggest would probably be John Cena as a polar bear. <laughs> Cena
1: <laughs> oh Fucking Cena as a polar bear <laughs> named Yoshi.
2: The actors doing the voices. It's it's really an all star
0: lineup. It is
2: though. Yeah.
0: Storm- oh, and there's also a gorilla. Uh, he's maybe tied for the biggest, and that's Rami Malik. So he shows up with this menagerie of animals, and they just go like straight into the queen's private bed chambers with all the animals, and like no one's that annoyed. They're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "This is my." team and it's fine and they're like breaking stuff. Like literally it's like the elephant in the room, like knocking over stuff. Um, (laughs) and Michael Sheen and Jim Broadman are there in human form. And Jim Broadman is like a high ranking Duke or something. Like he would
1: Lord Thomas Badgley.
0: Yeah, there you go. Thomas
1: Badgley. Yeah.
0: And Sheen is the other doctor. He so he knows RDJ and he knew the wife from their training back in the day.
2: Okay. He's he's probably the house doctor.
0: Yeah. And he's always been jealous of Doolittle's reputation and also, like, very suspicious about this animal talk rumor. Because Tommy Stubbins isn't weirded out by it, but everyone else thinks it's just, like, the ravings of a madman. That Sheen is, he's trying to dig deep and, like, solve it. Is it true or is it just a rumor?
1: I have a question about the <laughs> animals. Um, yes. Are they all talking all the time? Like, as soon as he comes into the room he's like oh sorry these are my animals that i'm here with and i'm here to see to you your majesty and are they all like commenting all the time or yeah. talking to him or talking to other people as if the other people might understand them but they don't because no. they're not do they don't talk to
0: other people they talk amongst themselves or to do little
1: constantly i assume yes wow okay there's this whole other layer that like <laughs>
2: yeah
1: it's just like like cheap seats kind of comments i
0: guess yeah the and they time. have like their personalities. Yep. like the gorilla well i'll come to it but the gorilla is a nervous nelly even though he's big and like that's his anxiety and the ostrich right. who is Kumel nanjiani is like he's afraid of everything and it's like mm-hmm. later that'll come up so they all have like a quirk but it's so stupid and mostly i'm gonna stick to the humans
2: because <laughs> you hate animals now <laughs> yeah i do uh, okay i have a question as well uh They don't, the community does not believe that Dr. Doolittle can hear the, can speak to animals. That's right. But yet they accept that he walks into Buckingham Palace with 15 completely different animals all working together with, (laughs) as a group with him and follow him. Yes. That's fine. They accept that. But the idea that he'd be able to talk to them is, no, no way. Yep. It
1: looks like they accept that he can train them and... Work with them, so Are to speak, you're... like what? a lion trainer or something.
2: He has a moose nurse,
1: you know? <laughs> I think we invented that, but I'm going to choose to accept it as truth.
0: Yeah, you did. The moose it, nurse but it's fine.
1: Is, is actually not in the movie, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what if it was? Yeah,
0: (laughs) but but, so they watch him do this crazy stuff, so he, like, examines the queen a little bit, she's, like, really out of it, she's laying in her bed, she's been bedridden for days, Lady Rose is there, who's, I guess, her cousin or something, and she's all concerned, and so RDJ starts interviewing some of the animals, some of her animals, so she's got, like, a pet dog that's around, and she also has an aquarium tank thing that has an octopus in it, so he just sticks his head in the water, he's like, excuse me, sticks his full head in the aquarium, talks Somehow, like, he speaks underwater mm-hmm. and doesn't, mm-hmm. like, breathe in all this water. And then he, like, comes back up. He's like, oh, one more second. Goes back in. Has, like, a full yep. conversation with subtitles with the octopus. And learns that someone brought the queen tea and, that like, she immediately fell ill. But that's all the octopus will say. Because the octopus is nervous to be a snitch. So, <laughs> from those interviews. <laughs> it's
1: like a hard <laughs> jailbird kind of <laughs> octopus. Yeah. I he's, no bitch <laughs> he's
2: nervous <laughs> to be a snitch
0: it's crazy
2: <laughs> you're <laughs> talking to Larry s- the humans don't even think that Doolittle and you are speaking like,
0: I, know, I know
2: the idea that someone's going to accuse an octopus of being this s- octopus is a snitch can you imagine <laughs> Queen Victoria being like
1: Oh I know is that octopus is a fucking snitch
2: <laughs> get him out of here
0: Oh, I didn't even this think all this imp- through. <laughs>
2: this is great. This is great stuff. What? A, okay. All so we right. We just
1: get made and talk to put salad in this
0: case. So he's doing all so of this that. This is fun.
2: We get a bit of a mystery here. We have perhaps a poisoner is yeah, afoot.
0: Exactly. So we get all of that. But I don't even. I think they admit it right away. But so Broadbent and Sheen oh. <laughs> are there, and not to not to him, but to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And they're watching. They're like, "What the hell is he doing? Uh, we need to make sure he doesn't solve this." And they're acting like squirrely. And so RDJ comes out of these interviews and concludes that the queen is poisoned. And somehow he discerns that the only remedy that might possibly save her as she's, like, ticking clock to her deathbed is this particular legendary plant in a faraway place. And (laughs) so we will have to go, like, adventuring to find it. And Broadbent whispers to Sheen, like, follow him and make sure he never makes it back. So, like, basically they're the poisoners. It's clear as day.
2: They want to kill the queen.
0: Yeah, and I guess Broadman, he's like, we can't have, like, a young girl like that on the at the helm. So I guess either he would take over or he would be, be like, would the, the side guy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Did you say that they, that RDJ discerned that she had been poisoned or just discerned that he knew what the cure was? Both. Okay. So he knows there's the poisoning going on. He notes that to them. They act surprised. Or at
0: least that she ingested something, something... that had like, poisonous like, toxins. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that it's a crime, but that, that's a she And
1: he knows whatever plant he has to go get, and he knows where to get it, but he doesn't have any of it.
0: Well, he doesn't know where currently. to get it quite yet. So it's a two-parter adventure. And part, one of the parts, I forget which one, is entirely from the reshoots. So I don't know what the plot was originally meant to be. Um... Anyhow, oh. Tommy Stubbins stows away in the ship, still unfazed by the animal talk, and Sheen follows behind in his own ship.
2: What is a ship in this world? Those hot air balloon things?
0: No, like a full water boat.
2: Oh, okay. A water boat.
1: Yeah. Uh, a, watercraft.
0: a water boat. Okay. A water a craft. <laughs> a water boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so it goes in the water, um, it, and okay. it's made of wood, I yeah, would assume.
0: yeah. Like a big sailing style, yeah. Got it. A schooner. <laughs> I, I'm or not going to go clipper? down. I'm not going to be tricked into mm, that, a, <laughs> that again.
2: <laughs> is it a skiff?
0: <laughs> is uh, wa- it a junk a <laughs> water <boat. laughs> A destroyer? Is What's it a yacht? Not a yacht. Look
2: like? what kind of what style is the stern in?
0: <laughs> which
2: in which style is the stern? <laughs> Before <laughs> I answer please. that,
0: which part uh, is the stern? <laughs> uh,
2: starboard. I don't know. So. Tommy Stubbins. Steady as she goes. <laughs> he, I'm glad he's on this adventure because I love Tommy Stubbins. But Why is he joining? Just his he's just fascination. into it.
0: Yeah, he's into he's it, and he's in- also afraid to go home and face his dad who's going to be disappointed in his failings of hunting.
2: I think his dad oh. might be worried where he is. He sounds like he's been missing for days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he, like, appears and disappears in this movie very willy-nilly. He's just like, oh, not Tommy's in it at points. Young but, yeah. Tommy
2: Stubbins.
1: How old is he supposed to be again?
0: Probably, like, 13, because I don't think he was in the reshoots. So oh. he's just not in those new scenes at all. It's very strange.
2: They couldn't get Stubbins back for the day. <laughs> he
0: was busy. <laughs> they're in the boat. They're on their way. They have to go to this faraway land that uh, RDJ is aware of. Um, and where,
2: where is the faraway land?
0: Across the seas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. And they have to Fine. go
1: there to get ingredient.
0: No, they have to go there. I don't know if they've said it yet, but they have to go there to get Lily's journal. Lily, his dead wife's journal, because she had been researching this remedy called the Eden fruit. And so they have to like find her notes that will lead them to it. That's his aim two-parter this, journal first then trash. find it yeah
2: this movie is trash yeah
0: yes, yeah
2: it sure is it is but i'll say that it's all, It's the not tommy eden stubbins fruit yeah i kind of dig it i kind of dig eden fruit it's pretty you... good yeah it's pretty good eden fruit and uh, his yeah, dead wife's work. notebook
1: across the seas
2: no that's all shit just the name eden fruit <laughs> just the name eden fruit is pretty tight it's a hey, good
1: name. i don't have any of this um eden fruit But I know about it and I know where to read more about it, and it's in a journal which is (laughs) in a specific place across the sea that I have to go get. This is basically two of the adventure will be after having read the journal going across a different sea, presumably, (laughs) to get some fruit.
0: You get it. So they realize (laughs) that Sheen is behind them in his boat, and which is a comparable type of boat, and RDJ somehow like harnesses a whale. He, like, calls a whale, and they, like, awesome. anchor or, like, loop around the whale's body. And then the whale swims really fast, dragging the boat much faster than Sheen's boat. So they have an edge on him.
2: Love that. Now, when they saw—was that a surprise that they saw Sheen's boat? Yes. Is, is he, oh. Oh,
0: he's like, okay. oh, no, we're being followed. Let, let me get this whale.
2: Okay. But Stubbins
1: <laughs> is stowed away with Doolittle, correct? Correct. Okay. So there's good boat and evil boat.
0: Yes. Yeah. And Emma as the parrot, Emma Thompson as the parrot flashes back to Lily dying in her shipwreck on the same seas and Emma taking off her wedding ring and like flying it back to a heartbroken RDJ. So that's how he like got the news delivered of her death. Uh,
3: wow. Wait,
2: wait see on the boat.
0: Emma Thompson was on the boat.
2: He was Did on she, the mainland. And her wedding ring was found because she's, she cast it away from her. Well, she, she was like or she was
0: like in the midst of dying and like going down with the ship, but Emma could fly yeah. off, so she like retrieved the ring just in time.
2: Oh, El the parrot did. Yeah, oh that's beautiful. It, it was kind of beautiful. I hope she ends up with Doolittle. That's <laughs> what I'm rooting for. Yeah, and not in a gross way, just in a real love way.
1: <laughs> it's 2020, guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, just, love just is love.
2: Love is love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: They arrive in this land, and it's basically like an Arabian Nights style, pirate style. And Emma, in another voiceover, says, like, this is Doolittle's former home where you live with Lily, but he hasn't been back since she died. And they spot from across the way, after they're um, uh, anchored, Antonio Banderas, the pirate king.
1: The way that you're recapping this and this is due to the movie itself but the way that, that the, this is coming out sounds like you're explaining an idea that you just had and are working out while speaking you know yeah. like you're like okay guys yeah. um, let me just get this out you can make some notes and then we'll work on fleshing out the concept but here's how it goes because so they land and it's an Arabian Nights kind of land right yeah. and yeah. Uh, they meet who did you say it was in this scene Antonio Banderas <laughs> they're like yeah and he may, they meet the pirate king um, Antonio Banderas and uh <laughs> <laughs> like but
2: it's the actual movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um Okay, and he's the pirate king. Is he uh is he wearing an eye patch? How piratey is he? Or is it more Middle Eastern uh turbans and and uh Yeah, such. kind of
0: Middle Eastern, or Spanish like a pirate. bit of like yeah, sp- Spanish style. Uh, like, like a christopher no, uh, no columbus patch. type guy no, no patch yeah, no patch and like not like a pirate hat
1: what about a thin mustache
0: i think he did yeah
1: did he have luscious curls
0: no short hair very short and like a little bit of exposed chest
2: ah important factor yeah
1: <laughs>
0: what's
2: his wep- what's his weaponry Has he got guns are we too early for guns he
0: doesn't what's really not- have any he just kind of wields his authority
2: does he is he He's wearing,
1: wearing a white shirt with a vest over top?
0: I'd have to look, but he could be. I'd have to look at some source imagery. Anytime uh,
1: anyone's wearing a vest, I want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but they avoid him because he and Doolittle are not in a good place.
2: Is anyone in a good place with a pirate king?
0: <laughs> well, maybe his, other than
2: the pirate king, obviously.
0: Maybe his immediate Guys, followers. <laughs>
2: Me and the Pirate King aren't getting along right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, they evade Antonio Banderas, noticing them at first, and through the help of a local dragonfly, voiced by my boyfriend, Jason yes, they are guided into the interior palace, so he's like a legit king. He's not like a wayward pirate, he's the king. He's the king, okay. Okay. And a pirate. Um, So... (laughs) The the dragonfly, Jason Manamizukas, wants to impress his love interest by showing his bravery. And he's doing that by helping this ragtag group because he just found out that his love interest is engaged to another. So he's, like, urgently trying to do something big and cool. So he helps them sneak in, and they find the journal, and they are caught before they get back to the boat by Antonio Banderas. And we learn that he is Lily's father.
2: He's Lily's father. His dead wife,
0: yes, so he's r d j s father in law
2: Ah. the pirate king
0: yeah,
1: the pirate king so he yeah. he married a uh a, at least half
2: pirate woman
0: and princess
1: and princess how,
2: <laughs> hmm. how was that learned how was that just learned did the pirate king always know
0: no they always they both knew it was it was just a reveal to the audience
2: we learn yeah oh, okay and you were talking about someone wanting to do something cool for their love interest. Is that Menzukis? Yes. He's a dragonfly. Yes. He is in love with another dragonfly or something. Yes. And he wants to impress her. Yes. Which is why he <laughs> helped Doctor Doolittle and his team infiltrate the Pirate King's palace. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jerry. <sure. laughs> I
1: mean i have to say i didn't i wasn't fully aware of how all that worked but it was okay to let it go and you weren't and now i really understand it, it. i needed just, to hear it a second time to really get it. incredible
2: yeah sam was going fast there's so much happening i was like wait I'm, it's okay
1: you're like a, a guy at a movie with one of those like the crazy walls where you're connecting things with bits of string it's like the secrets.
0: Yeah, you've got it's a like murder board.
1: Psych Law and Order, uh, <laughs> SVU, your
2: iced tea. <laughs> this plot is so complicated. It's so layered.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So, uh, okay. We, uh, we learned that they're father and son in law, but they knew. They always knew. Okay. And Antonio Manderas blames RDJ for Lily's death. He thinks that he was reckless with her and got her in the shipwreck and that he wasn't with her. And he takes back the journal and says, that's all I have left of my beloved daughter. I'm sure as hell not letting you go off the island with it. And so he throws RDJ into a cage alongside a tiger. So not a tiger from RDJ's crew. It's Antonio's tiger.
1: Uh, They're not friends yet. Obviously they're not, they're not acquainted.
0: Not yet. No.
2: Awesome. Harsh. I think pirate King, I think Antonio was really overreacting there. Like, the journal's all I have left of my daughter. Like, okay, come on. Settle down, man. Just, like, let him read it. But I love where this is going.
1: Yeah, let him, like, transcribe the it. The it
0: and then give it back.
2: Yeah. Just looking
1: up Eden Fruit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just need the Eden Fruit I'll give it part. back to you afterwards. Do you have a photocopier? Can I Xerox this?
0: Can I have my moose nurse take some shorthand notes from
1: <laughs> I think my moose nurse has an iPhone app that's like a scanner app. So we can just use that. <laughs>
2: Oh what? Yes, I do. I do have a nurse, and it's a moose. <laughs> <laughs> Where so, is she? Oh, she's on the ship still.
0: So ah. the tiger's having an existential crisis and is pacing around the room, speaking to himself, her, himself, but RJ can, you know, hear all of its thoughts, and Who he's worried. uh the tiger? Uh, Ray finds.
2: Lovely. The tiger's <laughs> name is Barry, I see.
0: Yeah. And he's worried that he's never gonna live up to his brother. He's never gonna be a vicious enough tiger to please his parents. And like no matter what he does, no matter how tigery he is, it's just never gonna be good enough. And is like talking him down and kind of therapying him, and it's working a little bit, but then he's does a total one eighty and growls at RDJ and is like, No, the one way I can prove myself is by eating you and like growls and starts attacking him. And right when it's almost in the nick of time, uh, the gorilla who had been previously lacking confidence bursts in finally you know has his big moment of assertiveness and then it's gorilla on tiger fighting and it culminates in the gorilla kicking the tiger in the nuts
2: <laughs> right in the nuts <laughs> yeah it's That'll like you there
1: at the movie
2: yeah. I can see it I can see those nuts those tiger nuts <laughs>
0: Who voices the gorilla again? Rami Malik. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what? yeah. The hell with that. Whatever. So, Who? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they all escape, and they get back to shore, and they're about to board the boat when Michael Sheen arrives. So he was slowed down because he mm-hmm. didn't have a whale of his own, but he's finally gotten there, and he's like, hey, number one, I'm taking this journal for myself, and number two, I blew up your ship. And they're like, what? What do you mean? And then it blows up. He's like, planted... Explosives on it, and they go off.
2: Hmm, what a what a dilemma. <laughs> um, and what what gives him the authority? Does he have armed men with him or armed women?
0: He has a yeah, a small crew of dudes. Okay. Okay. And so some of the animals are still on the boat, including the ostrich, who's been really Mm -hmm. nervous about the sea adventure, and then he's saved by one of the other ones, and, like, so they make—who'd been making fun of him, I forget which one, and, like, they make amends and make friends, and so they have their moment, but no ship.
2: So all the animals that were on the ship survived? Yeah. Okay. And so they're all
0: at shore, and Sheen's like, hey, before I go back to England to Jim Broadman and the Queen— I'm going to divert for a minute because I know Lily and I know that she was researching this legendary Eden fruit and I want to be the one to discover it and like bring it back and be known as the guy. So I'm going to go get it first. Because he wants to be uh, known as like sure. a dope scientist.
2: Yeah, this will be his his legacy move.
0: Yeah. Um, cool.
2: Bit bit swaggy, perhaps overly so, telling them that. He could have just flipped, left that part out. <laughs> It just seems like, I don't know, we would be better off not mentioning that. A but... bit
0: much, yeah. So hey. Antonio Banderas has witnessed this, and he can see RDJ's despair about Lily, and they make amends. And RDJ says that he blames himself too for Lily's death, that she begged him to stay home with the animals and didn't want, her, didn't want him to come with her on the sea adventure that took her life, and that he wished she had. And so, him and Antonio, the Pirate King, make their accord. After all this Beautiful. time.
3: And Antonio Beautiful.
0: gives him a new ship to use.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Antonio. Uh,
2: does he hey, give, her, give him any other resources? Does he give him men? Or, no. Uh, just the boat. No. Yeah. So Danny, this RDJ is just would
1: a refuse a them. Pirate Society? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little stuck on the Pirate Society.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pirate Nation? <laughs>
2: Hashtag Pirate Nation?
0: Yeah, he doesn't lend them additional pirates, just the boat.
2: Okay. Uh, and oh my God, I can't believe I. Should... Wasn't Tommy Stubbins on that boat? Where's Stubbins?
0: Yeah, right. Where was Stubbins? He's back on the boat all of a sudden, but he like missed that whole sequence.
2: Oh, right, because the shoots. Yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> you mentioned that. It's he
1: just crazy. went and got a coffee somewhere and hung out until all of that was over, and then got back on the boat.
2: Tommy Stubbins, I thought you were dead. Where were you? I was uh...
1: getting a coffee.
2: I was like, getting a coffee.
1: That I was at craft set.
0: services. Yeah, sorry guys, what I missed.
1: <laughs> Did we shoot a scene?
0: <laughs> like a Wasn't twenty-five on the call minute sheet. scene? Yeah. Um, All right. so they trail at- right around,
2: <laughs> you guys can ride around it, right? This
1: one's okay. Tommy's bad guys.
0: <laughs> Make it
2: work. Anyway,
1: I hope you don't start calling that pulling a Stubbins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they start trailing after Sheen, who's got a bit of a head start on them and they arrive at the Island of Sumatra. And this part, I was already like by now, I was so lost in like the stupidity of it that this part's going to go quick, and you're going to have questions. I don't have them.
1: <laughs> Sumatra's in the Indian Ocean, right?
0: I don't, right? Like the real, real fi- I don't know if it's the real place or... I don't know. The real place. But in so the, they've gone in around this context, the Cape of know. Good Hope...
1: <laughs> with their boats and their animals. <laughs> and now they're in Sumatra. Alright, looking for Eden fruit.
0: Yeah, so there's a dragon... You know, the sexy dragon that I mentioned before... Guarding oh. the island. But before they really interface with her... They get into a scuffle with Sheen's guys and, like, all the animals, like, push them in certain ways where, like, their their guns don't hit RDJ or any of the the group. It seems like they all die, but there's no closure. Uh, they all just disappear. They either run off They're or dead. die.
1: Who dies? The bad guys? Sheen's
0: peeps. Sheen's, yeah.
1: She, she, Sheen's hoods.
0: Yeah, and then Sheen, he's the left, last one standing, he falls into, like, a pit in the middle of the island. So, we definitely see that.
2: So, Sheen dead.
0: Well,
1: Sheen oh. <laughs> seems to be dead. Yeah,
0: he's gone okay. for now. He's not he's present. So, <laughs> then, so yeah, they run off all the bad Sheen guys. And then the dragon starts attacking RDJ because she's the protector of Sumatra and the legendary Eden Fruit. And, like, that's her thing is to not let anyone pass. But then she doubles over in pain. This part's gonna be difficult for me to recount. It was disturbing.
2: Can I, um, before you what? Well, let's give you a moment. I'll give you a moment as well to prepare for this disturbing part. i was <laughs> just wondering about the dragon. Does there, a, or is anyone like, oh my god, dragons exist? Is that <laughs> <laughs> you mean me? <laughs> like
0: not really. Yeah, Chris, you don't
2: mean you me then. I, start, I, I Chris, yes. First, how did, what? How did you feel about that moment? I felt that way that you just mentioned, (laughs) (laughs) extremely. Yeah. Okay. Extremely that way. All right. So now, and now we'll ask Sam. What about the characters in the movie? How did they feel?
0: Uh, They seemed not too unsettled. Okay. So the dragon. Yeah. Like they're not really too impressed that there's a dragon. They're scared because it's a dragon, but they're not like, oh, you're, you exist.
1: I mean, even as I would, even as a man of science, despite the fact that he talks to animals, which is not super sciency, mm-hmm. I would expect um, Doolittle, the man himself, to be a little shocked that there's a dragon, right, protecting yeah. fruit on Sumatra, previously only known for coffee production. I would assume.
0: If he yeah. is, it's short-lived because he gets right to work. So the dragon doubles over in pain, and Doolittle asks if he can examine her, and like she doesn't want to because she's hard-edged. But finally, she relents. And he diagnoses a blockage.
1: <sighs> so does what happens next involve a fish, yeah. Samantha?
0: No, what happens next involves an anus.
1: <laughs> oh, not a fish in the anus, though. No. Whose
2: anus? No, wait, let me guess. No, 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 I don't want to guess. I want to be surprised. It, I think
1: it, okay, I'm going to give it. F- 70-30 chance that it is a dragon's
2: anus. <laughs> okay. Alright. Those are good odds. I'll back that.
0: Yeah. It's the dragon's anus. And yes, nice. RDJ starts nice. going... Fisting <laughs> the anus? Yes. Thank you.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> Fisting the anus I believe is what he's doing. Yep. With medication? Is he is he stuffing it in, so to speak? No. We he,
0: it's it, it's it no medication. He's just... Uh... Feeling Stimulating? it out, feeling it out, and then he's like, "Don't worry. Once I start moving things around, you'll probably Whoa. release some wind." And then there's like an eruption of gas in his face from the dragon's buttocks.
1: Well, from the anus, to be specific, the, anus. the yes. rectum th- via anus yes. onto Jesus. RDJ.
0: And then Doolittle starts pulling out artifacts. Oh, from previous times that humans had interloped on the island and had been eaten and destroyed by the dragon. And so there's things like bones, human bones, mm. but then also yeah. just other debris. Like lamps? Yeah, stuff like that. And then the final item <laughs> is just a full set of bagpipes.
1: <laughs> all right. I was kind of like against all of that until the set of bagpipes. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's funny. That's I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna like that's good writing.
0: <laughs> Agreed.
1: Agreed. The rest of this movie doesn't have good writing, but the bagpipes are good writing.
0: No, you're you're wrong. It was a horror show, and for some reason, John <laughs> did Cena, they make a
1: comical noise when he pulled them out?
0: Oh yeah, it was disgusting. And then John Cena, off to the side as a polar bear, once like the bagpipes bagpipes are out, and it's the last you know the blockage is clear. He's like. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dreams work. For some reason,
2: wait. I guess teamwork. (laughs) What?
0: Like you didn't do anything, John Cena. Or did Jay did it all? Yeah,
1: but it's John Cena. He has to be positive all the time. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so the dragon's so happy. Reward. Get it.
2: (laughs) You got this. Um, I'll spot you, bro. If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's my favorite. No fear T-shirt. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> that one's good i want that
2: but other ones are like there's a lot of balls jokes it's like <laughs> i don't know no balls no problem that doesn't make sense but... <laughs> uh. i want to get that
0: one for me it applies <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that's true yeah uh <laughs> no balls, no
1: problem.
0: <laughs> so, RDJ recommends the dragon that she start using, start eating a more leafy diet. Ha ha, because she was eating stuff like bagpipes before, which, um, which was bad.
2: <laughs> and people, I guess she—they're telling her to go plant-based. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, wow. She's so yeah, pleased yeah. by
0: this relief. That she lets them pass into this, like, more secret area. And there'd been this thing in Lily's notes that was, like, a bit cryptic. I forget what it was, but it was, like, look into the star. I don't know, some vague comment. And so they realized finally what it was. It's, like, look up into the secret area. And it, all these, like, weird radiating green leaves are there. And so they pluck some of that. And they finally found the Eden fruit.
2: Ah, the leaves of the Eden fruit. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they say, yes, just <laughs>
2: like in the diary. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together.
0: Yeah. So they head straight back to England and the queen now she's like really really near death. And What does a
2: uh, what uh, sorry, two quick questions. What's an Eden fruit look like? What are we dealing with?
0: Just looks like uh, leaves. It just looks like these green no like pulsating
2: like an wow. apple or a
0: No. Berry?
2: It's, is it more of a berry? Is it a berry?
0: It, it looked like a leaf to me. It was weird.
2: Well, leaves, okay. well, leaves aren't fruit, but I don't know. I've never seen an eaten fruit, so <laughs> they were only rumored to even exist in a diary, so this is all new <laughs> for everyone. But, Sorry, I had two questions. Yes. My other question is, where's,
0: <laughs> where, where's Stubbins?
2: <laughs> where's Stubbins? Exactly. I couldn't say it.
0: <laughs> um, I'd th- <laughs> He was there during the anal probe. (laughs) (laughs) And he's with them. He's back with the queen in her chambers. And so Broadbent is like, she's dying. You tried. It's fine. You know, like, we tried our best. We're sorry, queen. And they rush in and RDJ is like... Not so fast! And then Tommy, he has the fruit, and he rushes up to the queen and squeezes out the juice from whatever the fruit is. And, like, a few droplets go onto her lips. hmm And she fully revives. And then we see that... So I was wrong about which animal was the smallest. RDJ left behind, like, a walking stick bug? You know, the thing that looks like a twig?
2: Yeah, Oh, the twig bug. I love that. That's yeah. Left one behind back at, the, at Sumatra?
0: No, at the queen's. He'd been oh, there the, the whole time. He didn't go on the adventure. He just like oh, blended into the wooden walls. It. Exactly.
2: Uh-huh. And he used a bug.
0: Delightful. Yeah. Cool. yeah, but clever. And so then the bug tells RDJ, like, look in Jim Broadbent's pocket. He'll have the poison there. So he had it on him weeks later for some reason because he's a really <laughs> bad murderer. Uh-
3: <laughs> uh,
2: that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just kept it in his pocket. Stick
1: bug is pivotal character in this film.
0: Yep. And so RDJ tells the guards, like, hey, check out his pockets. And then Broadbent tries to run off because that isn't suspicious. And they catch him and they find it and he's arrested and the queen is all well and good. And they
2: say, uh, they tell the queen, we murdered Michael Sheen, by the way.
0: He's dead. No one one asked where he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then Tommy goes home to his relieved parents who have, like, decided it's okay if he's not into hunting. Like, he can follow his own path. And we're glad that, where have you been? But we're glad you're back. And he seems to not be in any trouble. And then RDJ reopens the sanctuary. But he changes the sign. So now he will take human patients. Um, And Tommy starts working for him as his assistant. And it seems like he also has... Or will have some animal talk ability. RDJ is like training him in the like dialects of certain animals. Oh, okay. Cool. Can be taught. Yeah. Which was unclear up until this point.
1: Yeah. So um, he is a man of science, not a man of magic. <laughs> yeah. Still doesn't explain being super cool with a dragon that he then did some <laughs>
2: animal play with, but.
0: Anyway, then in the is post-credits. Is Manzuka still there?
2: Sorry. Is Manzuka still, uh, did he join the team?
0: No, he stayed in the pirate kingdom.
2: Was he's his, getting married, right? Was his love interest impressed with his daring ways?
0: <laughs> I don't I think it kind of didn't work. There was a bit of disappointment on his part.
2: Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. Isn't I it? wish him the best.
0: Yeah. Young love, young love. <laughs> and then in a post credit sequence, we see Sheen like wake up in the pit. So he's alive but stuck in the dragon's lair.
2: That was a post credit scene? Yeah. <sighs> How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> Do they think we care about Michael Sheen? <laughs> How dare you? That's your post credit scene. The fucking nerve on yeah, the people. Yeah, not all the way That's post-credits, insane. but, like,
0: after the first, like, chunk of credits. Because I was on my way walking out, I stopped, saw it, kept walking out.
1: Um, yeah, okay, you fucking kept walking out all right. <laughs> um...
3: going to do. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? When you were eight and you had bad treats, you go to school and learn the golden rule. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do?